0: The algorithm is designed to make drug addicts, right? And the <laughs> drug is dopamine.
1: Hey, I'm Fred. And I'm It, And when this I'm is Creator fight, Generation.
0: Create a generation of hype.
1: Hey, everyone. For the next couple of weeks, we're going to change gears. We're going to give you some of the best tips from some of the top YouTubers out there. Now, this comes from season one of the Creator Generation podcast. And what I love about these tips is it's not just about optimization, which you can see in a bunch of other videos on YouTube. This goes behind the scenes and talks about a range of things, such as creating for passion and having an amazing back catalogue to keep viewers hooked. And these come to you directly from the YouTubers themselves. Let's get into it. Matt from Little Monster Media Co. that helps people optimise their channels for YouTube.
0: The end goal of any algorithm is the goal that the creator gave to it. The goal for the YouTube algorithm is to satisfy its viewers... Um, typically, that can mean entertaining them. Um, what that means more and more essentially from like a reality standpoint is that um, the algorithm is designed to make drug addicts right and The <laughs> drug is dopamine in your own brain, right um, The dopamine comes from uh, ingesting YouTube videos right And what the kind of the outcome from a practical standpoint is that, they want people to come to YouTube. They want people to come to YouTube more often. And when they do come to YouTube, they want them to spend as long as humanly possible on the platform. Right? So it's kind of the goal on YouTube then, right? To satisfy viewers, to entertain viewers, to give viewers what they're looking for. And from that type of capacity, you can begin looking at the metrics of a YouTube channel or videos or as a YouTube programmer, that what do I do? uh, And what do I look at to determine how good of a job I am doing that for the audience that I am able to reach? Mm. Right. And primarily, what you want to be looking at is the click through rate on your videos relative to how many impressions they get, um, how long you're keeping people entertained, and what your views per unique number is, there's a lot of little bells and whistles on top of that. But those are the big ones, right? Because you can't get average view duration if someone doesn't click on your video, right? If YouTube serves someone your video and they don't click on it, right? That's an impression without a click, which drives down your click-through rate, but is a signal to YouTube that they are not interested in your video. And so like, you get a lot of complaints about like, oh, well, it's just click bitty titles and thumbnails. And it's like, well, are you going to go see uh, Avengers Endgame if it's titled Avengers? Eh, no, you're not. It's marketing, right? Like every time you put up a video title and thumbnail, you were making a sales pitch to the viewer as to why they should click on your video, right? Mm. And so we talk a lot about like, what is the value proposition of your video that you're selling to the user? because every time your thumbnail and title is displayed, you are trying to sell the viewer on why they should watch your video. Um, well, I, from just like a pure audience development perspective, it would be um, you know analyze your programming, analyze your thumbnails, and analyze your, the length of your videos and what that means for your average view duration, right? And if you focus on those three things, you will build your audience as long as you're honest with yourself. Really, you don't have to, to overthink it to be successful on YouTube, right? Um, a lot of it is like, what is the coolest video concept that I can come up with? And what's the best way for me to package and sell that to an audience, right? Like a lot of big creators go, what's going to make a great thumbnail and title or how to make a video that delivers on the promise of that thumbnail and title, right? So in that regard, I certainly wouldn't overthink it. Um and uh, focus on those, and you should be should be set. And following trends is perfectly good. A lot of people follow trends and do very 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 well with it. Um, so you know, jumping on trends, jumping on tempole events, right? Like, um, is absolutely can be a, a good thing as long as it falls into your your general content type. Harold, the internet
1: historian.
2: Yeah, um, I think the thing that's overlooked the most is the catalog. So, I uh, I feel like there's almost no emphasize, uh, emphasis on that. But so, don't fill your content with a bunch of updates to the channel. Don't fill it with, oh, here's a long-form one that's three hours long and here's a short two-minute video and, and, and that sort of stuff. Um, make content as good as you can, as high quality as you can, and then just post the stuff that you think um, you would want to watch, not just things that... You know, maybe your, your friends and family are going to compliment you on it. It's, um, you know, treat your audience like an audience, and that they have um, a huge number of alternatives. Um, and if you if you've built up a good catalog over time, um, that will help you in the long term. So that will that will bring in subscribers, because at least from what I've seen, it's like at least from personal experience, the way I assess whether I'm going to subscribe to a channel and watch all their content is I'll probably see their latest video through the recommendation feed and I'll go, Oh, that was quite good. And then I'll check out their channel. And if they've got a bunch of other great videos as well, I'll go fantastic subscribe. And then I might go watch some of it later, maybe. Um, But if you've got a catalog that's just filled with fluff, they're going to see that first video. Then they'll go, well, well, uh, what what is this? Why why is there like a let's play here and with your movie review and, and and all sorts of things and and um yeah they'll they probably won't subscribe
1: so building up a, a catalog of consistently good high quality content. Cat and Holly from Beauty News, which covers news on the beauty industry.
3: All right, you have to be persistent and resilient because if you let people try to get you down or stop you from what you're doing, they've won. It's a battle. Just. You know, do what you need to do and prove them wrong. So, you know, hate comments or whatever, just rise above it and just keep keep doing it. Tomorrow's a different day. Um, I also think that people like to look at dollar signs, but I think integrity and um, putting out content that you are genuinely proud of and that you can stand behind. And in two years' time, if someone looks back and says, you said this, you'd be like, yes, and I still believe that. You know, like you have to... You have to put integrity into your content. Otherwise, what's the point? If you're doing it for a buck, go, just go get a job. Um, and then the last one I think is we, we're very, very consistent. We have three videos a week and there's been times where we've both been up until 4 a.m. to get that 6 a.m. video up because we feel like if we can consistently deliver what we promise, it builds that trust with your audience. And I think that for us is the only thing that keeps us going. So those are the things that I think I've learnt from YouTube. Yeah,
4: um, I guess my big ones would be develop a support system early on, Um, make friends in the industry, someone that you can talk to uh, when your video is demonetised or you get a copyright strike or your feelings are hurt because of a comment, someone who is going to understand. Um, You know, I did mention talk to your mum if you've got no-one else, but... Mum's still not going to understand at the end of the day. She, she'll support you. But you do need someone who will understand uh, the ins and outs of YouTube. So find find friends in the industry. Go to events if you can um, and actually make, like, real-life friends. You, they'll be helpful. Um, I think... Uh, look, this is going to sound like a, 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 shit, a shit piece of advice. Uh, avoid burnout. <laughs> mm. And you really like you're not going to realize that you're getting burnt out until it's too late which is kind of hard but when you realize it's happening start working more on finding ways to like prevent that make it easier on yourself so like we were saying work smarter not harder
3: or try to seek help because yeah. the way we sort of helped ourselves was to hire an editor that yeah. we you know they might edit one video a week or something. And that's just saved us
4: like a whole day. Yeah. It's so. good. It's great. Uh, last thing,
5: make content you love.
1: Katie Morton, the YouTube therapist.
5: I think making it internal, not external, mm. because I think a lot of people think of reward is, oh, it's money. It's influence. You know, um, it's the power that I have to, you know, bring, you know, sick my audience on someone else. Like people can feel really rewarded by that. And I think, the more we're able to look at the reward as like, it's fulfilling to me. I'm proud of the creative work I've done because that was something I haven't done before. Um, or my editing was on point, like finding things that you have control over that are more internal. Um, the reason that you started creating in the beginning, because I think a lot of creators for, we lose sight of that Mm. only because we're doing it all the time. So often, um, and getting back to basics, I think could be really healing as well as just if, like noticing things that take away that fulfillment or that joy from creating. If it's like comments and stuff, then maybe just don't engage in those as much. And I think paying attention to that and changing how we interact accordingly could be really, really helpful.
1: Shannon from Buzz Patrol, a kid's channel with over 10 million subscribers.
6: I would say get a lawyer to look over any contracts that you're going to sign early on. Um, And if you can't afford a lawyer, you probably can't afford to sign that contract. Mm -hmm. Um, We, i mean music licensing is notoriously complicated and complex um and that's one of the areas where you know when you start on youtube you think i can do all of the things cuz you're doing the video editing and you're doing the filming and you're doing the script writing and you're doing the whatever so you're like i can just learn everything i need to learn so you know i was like i can learn how to write a contract how can <laughs> yeah don't do that <laughs> um so i yeah i think there are there are hard lessons to learn um but they'll be different for everybody. So I think it's just about having good people behind you and, and having a plan as well. So having like a like a risk management kind of um, uh, approach um, or, or um, chart that you can kind of work back towards. So and this is, you know, coming from a business background, I've got in my head like what are all the possible things that could go wrong with my channel? So, you know, all of my cast could leave or the channel could be deleted or, you know, go through, make a list of all of the things that could possibly go wrong with your channel and just write down for yourself, like, if that happened, what would be step one, two and three? And, like, not all the way to step ten but just, like, who would I call, what would I do in that situation so that when that happens, you know, when you're having a massive freak out because this terrible thing has gone wrong you can be like okay I'm just going to get the piece of paper out of the drawer and I'm going to look at it and it's going to say okay step one call this person you know and ask them for their advice and you know because in those moments you don't necessarily know what am I going to do and you and you're panicking you know so if someone's hacked your channel say like have a plan for what you're going to do when someone hacks your channel and through that process, you will do a bit of risk management on like, I'm going to turn on two factor authentication and I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and I'm going to have a contact email for someone at YouTube that I know I can still access outside of my Gmail account, which is linked to my, so if I can't get into my Gmail account, I still have that contact written somewhere else that's not in that address book. And, you know, those kind of things so that you just know, like, this is what I would do on that day. Just have like a couple of things worked out for what those catastrophes are, because then when they happen, you'll have a good plan for them. I think follow your audience. So particularly for kids creators, because you are not three or seven or however old your audience is, you need to really try and understand them to serve them well. So make sure that you're paying attention to what is going on in your vertical Um what other creators are doing in your space who are having success and why you think they're having success. Um, But then also talk to kids about what they like on YouTube and why they like it Um, and make sure that you're not creating for what you think kids are going to like. You're actually creating for what kids will actually like because that is – to this day still different, I will think to myself like, oh, this would be a really great thing that a kid will like and then I'll go and ask a three-year-old about it and they will get bored in the conversation and wander off and I'm like, well, that turns out I was wrong.
7: (laughs) Dolan from Planet Dolan, listicles and animation. If you can do anything to increase your your watch time, uh, your retention, um, uh, get people interacting as well, like something we do a lot is get people to pitch questions for us to answer or pitch their own stories that they want us to turn into animations, that kind of thing. So we can involve the audience too. Um, Have the, have characters made for them and that kind of stuff Uh, is, is just a good way to interact with them and uh, help, help build a bit of uh, a bit of excitement when something new comes out. Uh, And so, yeah, I think uh, there, there are definitely little things you can do to improve your, uh, your videos performance and discoverability as well. Uh, just standard things like tags or subtitles or end cards. Um, But I think uh, the number one thing that people should definitely bear in mind is that um, you can pretty much make a successful channel out of almost anything. But the reason most people don't is because it's really easy to just like give up or pivot in a way that doesn't work Mm. Um, and to lose faith in what you're doing. Um, That's definitely – it's definitely really important um, to – to just keep keep pushing through and keep trying new things, and you'll you'll start to discover you'll start to pick up some data, and uh, uh, that's another cool thing about YouTube is that it's really open about its data, and uh, you can you can start to figure out what's working and what isn't. Amy Mariam, who is all about clean beauty,
8: stick to what you love. Like no point doing what you don't you don't love truly, because otherwise you won't last. Because most of the time, it's not going to happen overnight you know one thing i've learned on youtube it doesn't matter how much subscribers you have it doesn't the number of subscribers you have doesn't mean that you're going to have high engagement and now it's about engagement if your community is engaged with your content then your videos will be recommended to non-subscribers number one be interesting or have something interesting that you can offer. Don't put it out there if you're not passionate about it. Because you're going to give up. And you probably just wasted some time. So that would be my first thing. Share content that you're genuinely passionate about. It could be anything. Travel, beauty, like whatever. Secondly, I would recommend to have consistency on the channel. Just so at least like the YouTube algorithm knows that you're consistent. They pick it up. And that's, I think that's when they would recommend it. And people would expect something from you they'll be like okay cool their video comes out every Saturday I'm gonna check their channel on Saturday to see what's new Um, and I think if someone's just planning to start out even if that's a new goal for 2020 that could be for some people right I would recommend to have some stuff pre-uploaded at least a month so when you post it on the same time and the same day every week the People know what to expect from you. They they expect a video from you and it's in their brain that this is going to come out. And also the algorithm picks it up and they would most likely recommend it.
1: Rosie from Rosie's Dessert Spot, which is all about cake decorating.
8: Break out of that comfort
9: zone. It's not joy, It's not serving you believe me. The second one is your content and your your video skills are probably going to be just as important. So if you're, depending on what you're creating, for example, for me cake decorating, you want to keep the shots really focused in on what you're doing. You want to change things up. Don't keep it static, just one angle at all times. People get bored. So you do need to change the angles or maybe add movement into your videos and things like that to keep it interesting, to keep them engaged. And I think there's also a sweet spot for how long your videos go for and everyone's different i mean some people might do it for example um to get more ads shown on the video you want to make it longer but that's not necessarily the best thing because if you drag it out too long it's like well you could have explained that in two minutes instead of four so finding that sweet spot where people are tracking where they're viewing you can usually see this in analytics as well so are people dropping off towards the end are they peaking at a certain area what did you do during that time in your video to have it peak and just Work out those, and I'm not great at analytics, but I think that's one thing that I did pick up is which part of the content are people really interested in and how long are they staying? So make it a
10: decent sweet spot sort of a length.
1: Phoebe and Matt from the travel channel, Little Grey Box.
10: Number one, I would say you just have to get out of your head. If you're, I understand how overwhelming it is when you see people that have really big channels, and really they're the ones that you see. You don't see the smaller guys that are, that are scrambling their way to the top. And it can turn you off it right away. You can go, I'm never going to get there. That's never going to be me. I'm never going to work with Singapore Airlines. I'm never going to fly business class, um, all that kind of stuff. But you can. You just have to start. And everything in your mind and your body tells you that you can't do it. And it's like, no – never going to get there it's too hard it's never going to happen but you just have to do it and there's no you can follow everything and you can do everything right there's no guarantees it might take a year it might take 12 so you have to be in it for the long haul so you have to really be willing to to play the mental long game
0: I think um a lot of what you guys taught us at Changer was was huge for us before we didn't know about that we didn't know about the tagging we were just tagging whatever we thought it might be so getting that knowledge will help you Prepare yourself better to at least have a chance of your videos being successful at what you want them to do. So make absolutely. sure, you, make sure you you take the time to learn that stuff before you start. And if you, you know, if you have a clear idea of what you want your video to be, maybe storyboard it or you know create a, a, a sort of format for it. And something we sort of have learned over the years. So there certainly wasn't a format starting out. So
10: absolutely, that's such a good one. If I could go back in time and start a channel with all the knowledge that I have now, it would be so much easier. <laughs> yeah. It would be so much easier. Yeah, so get that knowledge, yeah.
1: get it.
11: Darren from Darren Levy, official who's famous for funny Uber rides. I heard a, another YouTuber say this recently that, uh, if you want to make content online, uh, you should enjoy watching your own videos. And I think that is the best, uh, advice. Ever. Because if you don't enjoy it, then how do you know that anybody else is going to enjoy it? So, like, I enjoy watching my videos. I enjoy editing my videos. And the the, the interactions that I have generally make me laugh, um, even after watching it back a million times in the edits. So, yeah, if it makes me laugh, it goes online, I guess. Uh, something I mentioned before around um, being called, say, like a YouTuber and Maybe a more appropriate thing is, like, the social media dude. Uh, I think, like, when a video, and I remember, like, when, say, that April Fool's video got a lot of attention, and I'm like, YouTube is everything right now. And it is, at the time, you need to give it a lot of attention, but I think, I, I know a friend of my brother who, he doesn't have, like, I don't think he has, he might now, but he doesn't have the, the YouTube app on his phone. So YouTube might not be his thing. He's like, he's bigger into like Instagram or somebody might be bigger into like Twitter. Like, so I think um, if you're making content uh, and you might really like YouTube or Instagram, or whatever, just be mindful that that your, your audience, because when you first start making content, you don't really know where your audience or who your audience is. So putting it everywhere because it's not that hard to post on different channels and pages and things like that. Um, so that's, that's a definite one. Uh, and I would, also, I would also say something that I tell people uh, who, like, DM asking for any level of advice is whatever content you feel like you want to start making, uh, figure out for yourself the, uh, an upload schedule that you can commit to long-term, um, so for me personally, it was, well, for the amount of content that I think I can get from driving, I, uh, you know, I, I reckon I can put up a video every week for ever. Um, and, and, uh, and I won't let people down by missing out on week. Cause I always, you know, I always find it like a bit of a cop out when, when like somebody puts uh, like somebody online just out of nowhere says there'll be no video today. Mm. I'm just like, well, Imagine if, like, Channel 7, <laughs> news at, like, 6.30. There'll be no news today. What the hell? <laughs> so, 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 so figure out, like, an upload schedule that you can do for a long time. Ashwin Lee from the sketch channel World News with Cats.
2: It's just finding a sweet idea that's very simple, but people get clearly.
0: Yeah, the one that I was thinking of was just simplicity. Write down your assets before you start going to work. Like lay out all the tools that are in front of you before you decide to build the house. Because I think with us it was too few people, too bigger concept, too much going on, and the time commitment. So once you lay all that out, I think maybe be a bit. I don't want to say be realistic because that sounds a bit boring, but it's just like know what you're capable of doing. From that's from the production point of view, definitely for me. Yeah, get the biggest bang for your buck. Create a generation of hype.